Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the D&D Fitness Radio Podcast, brought to you by your hosts, Don Saladino from New York City and Derek Hansen from Vancouver, Canada. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, hello, hello. Fuck you, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like it's that. So funny, Kate. You can you can get away with that. If, if that's me, people are gonna like start calling me names. Forget Look at you right now. It's a, it's our leg day today, so I was like, this goes perfect for our leg day with Pat. Oh my god! And, and everything he says, I'm not saying anything. I'm just pointing at him. I'm like, nope, sh- this. I love it. Did you, wait, did you train legs already? Or are you going to train legs? You already trained. Uh, we, we did. I'm, I'm doing a small break uh, for us. And then I'll join. I have, uh, I have my squats left. Not a girl. All right, we should have followed her when she was squatting. Maybe she was, uh, what, what, what color, what, what color um, um, lower half do we have today? It's no limon, right? It's, I, I wore limon yesterday because we had a photo shoot. Today it's a black, so I can go, you know. Oh, it's nice. One. Okay. Yeah, they kind of go together. <laughs> it's nice. Thank I you. might wear those. I might wear those tomorrow. For, I might wear those for like day on Monday. I just trained legs that yesterday. Would, I'm training again Monday. That would be amazing. And if we can have a video of that, that would be. I'll, 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 I'm happy to send you a video. Perfect. Can you Facebook. wear one of those shirts, Don? What's that? Can you wear that shirt? I can't wear the shirt. I'm telling you, people are going <laughs> to. People are going to look at me weird. I mean, the shorts are one thing. I mean, that's like, they're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> this guy's uh this guy's a little freaky, but the, but the shirts, you know, I think a woman, I mean, a woman wearing that it's, it's much different than a guy wearing. I, I still think it's funny regardless. I don't even think it really matters to be honest with you. It's, it's pretty funny. I've seen people in the city wearing that. Where, where'd you get it? Did you, did you get on like the, the yeah, Canal Street vendor? Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> from a vendor, like with yeah. all the, those, I love New York city cups and shit. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care about the touristy shit, but this, I actually really like it. It speaks to my soul. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, this is, this is unbelievable. Derek, what's your, what, what's your comment on it? Derek, would you wear that shirt? Uh, I could not get away with that. <laughs> what would your wife say? The- first off, uh, <laughs> would she, would she comment I, or would she I, just shake I her head? I would not be allowed in the house. I'm sorry. Would she say it's a midlife crisis? Would she be like, this is a midlife crisis? I think I saw that shirt. Uh, yeah, one of the shops that I, I was just rocking down Broadway, like s- south on Broadway, and I'm like, oh, I I get it. 
very fun. I think this is, I think this shows my transition from like my Greek mentality where I, when I first came here, I was nice. I was asking everyone like, Hey, can you please put your weights back? Hey, could you please like not throw garbage on the floor? That was me the first like six months here. And I think this shows like, no, I'm a New Yorker now. That's it. And how many, and how long have you been here? And then we have to do like, we don't have to do an intro. We don't really intro our guests. We, we never yeah. intro our guests. Like everyone always has this like fancy intro set up and Derek and I feel it to be a little bit of bullshit. Uh, we just like kind of rolling into it. And we like people to assume that just because you're on our show, they're already special. So maybe they just start listening. That's kind of Perfect. our, 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 I love idea. that, you know, I um, but and when did you really gets right to the point too, that's our intro, that shirt. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> What's going to be our I'm call Jay. to action? what's yeah. our what's our call to action is it like is it is it fuck you you fucking fuck which our shirt says is that our call to action on instagram because we, we we might we might get flagged and i don't believe derek would send it to me to put up but then derek would like derek would have like the little stars and asterisks or like my name big over here so it covers yeah 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 I consider Derek a very, very close friend of mine, but Derek would do that to me. Derek would be like, Don, put it up. This is what it says. And then I'd go back in and I would see. I already like, texted F. it to you. I already yeah. texted it to you. It, it, Derek, would, Derek would put up on his own page, like F star, you star. And like, I would Canadian have it written version. out. It would Derek, just be that with the stars and the cross out and then an A at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, Derek. <laughs> I love you, man. So, to, so let's, can we, can we jump into that? Cause you, you definitely have an interesting path. I mean, you came over from Greece and now you're in this environment with, you know, 99% men who, you know, every single one of them treat you as if, you know, you are moving as much weight as they are in there. And you're in there with this mentality that everyone has a lot of respect for you as a human being. Cause you're, you're, you're a great person. If you turn into a friend to, to Derek and I, I mean, we're having a blast in these clubhouse calls with you, but they, people also have, um, you know, there are, there are coaches out there, whether male or female, you respect or you don't respect. I don't think that matters. But to come mm-hmm. into the environment that you came into, it's not an environment that most women would be like, oh, I want to be there. <laughs> yeah, what happened what in your childhood? Saying. It must go back to your childhood. Let's, That's a let's good intro right there. Yeah, let's talk childhood trauma. That's perfect. <laughs> but you, but um, you, you understand what I'm saying, right? I mean, that is yes, true. Yes, 100%. No, 100%. I think it does actually go back to my dad that he wanted boys and he got three girls. Um, so he basically raised us like, as I don't want to say like boys, but we did everything. We, we know how to fix the lights. We know how to do plumbing. He taught us how to climb trees. We would play soccer with him. Like we would do every single thing. Like, uh, we didn't get raised with like completely, I don't know, with the Barbie doll. We had our Barbie dolls, but we had our soccer ball. I don't know. You know, it's like, nowadays you don't really know what to say and what's a lie, but that's the reality. Like we grew up doing everything and uh i always had like playing soccer i always had male friends and i was it was easier for me to connect with like males and um and just play sports that was like my whole childhood growing up basketball soccer which back in greece it's not that like for a girl to play soccer i know soccer is really big here but in Europe, like mostly men play soccer and it's pretty famous there. But so I was the only girl in my soccer team. So I would always like get along with 
and that uh, locker room mentality as well. Like the, and just because I think also by playing volleyball and being part of the team, I would always get along with the team. I always work better with having people around me and working together and pushing each other and talking shit to each other. Like it's part of the process. So I think once I came in here, the first day I came in here, everyone just started picking on me to see kind of like where my breaking point is. And they actually saw I was talking back and they were like, okay, yeah. they can actually handle us. She's, okay. she's one of us. She's one of yeah. us. It and is, that was kind of it. And, it. and what's interesting, Derek, you've, you've been to hell. Have you been to Hype? Yes. Yes. I've, oh, I've, all right. So to, for, for a lot there. of our listeners, for a yeah. lot of our listeners, Hype is a... Um, it's a it's a, it's a training facility. What do they have in there? I mean, it's 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 good coaching. I, I mean, it really is. I mean, I, I was I prided myself on on my club, and we had good coaching in there. And there's um as a lot of the facilities in the city, there's very few. I'm sorry to admit that has all around good coaching. I'm not saying you're not going to go into an Equinox and see a good coach. No, you're going to see that. But I think from wall to wall, from window to window, you know, what, what percentage of people are in there and one, um, do they have a specific thought process? And two, you know, are people, and Pat, Pat and I were talking about this the other day. It's like, just suddenly, like, I, I think there's this, this like decade where suddenly like training hard was like frowned upon. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. Like everyone, everyone's got like CNS issues, and everyone's not recovered. It's like there's there's still something to be said about hard, about hard work. We we actually got recently a question about CNS fatigue, and from one of our members in Athletic Weapon, and I was like, I'm gonna ask Pat while the Athletic Weapon like is we're we're filming it, and his his answer was basically what my shirt was is saying like. Yeah. whatever like work hard like I don't even I'm not gonna even reply to that um I think like uh nine out of ten trainers that work here and they don't work for hype but they are independent trainers in our club I think not out of ten like have the same mentality um and I think it comes down to you know mm-hmm. if you come in here and you want to do random shit that don't go along with our thought process and the education that Pat brings to the table um, you know, I think everyone is pushing everyone to become better. You know, you see a coach that you respect doing an exercise. We're going to ask like, why you're doing it? What's your goal? What's your why? Uh, so it's a, it's a learning, it's an everyday learning process here. Like we all learn from each other. And of course, from Pat and we exchange resources. And if I read something, I'm going to share it to everybody. So it's kind of like everyone is going together and whoever comes in, and doesn't want to grow uh, or doesn't fit in with our, like, with our mentality. Yeah. He's going to go out no matter, like, we don't have to send him out. You know, he's going to just go after his first package ends. They're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to find another spot. And we will make fun of you if you do (laughs) stupid, crazy stuff in here. Like, but in front of your face, like, what is this? Derek Derek didn't find that funny. Derek didn't find that funny. Derek, (laughs) comment, please. No, I don't want to hear what Derek has to say. Well, I'm I'm just wondering, like she says she does plumbing, electrical, probably some fine carpentry and why she's not married. But um you know that like, make sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could use some help around oh here this God. Week. You you're doing some renovations too, Don. Come on. She had me at hello. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, where's, um, where's my wife? I don't want to get in trouble. Hey, oh my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. This this will this one will be off the oh, radar. Um, but 
you know, knowing how sort of like a European culture based training is, there's not a lot of heavy lifting and weights and all that. It's a little more sporty. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, your background uh, at a high level was in volleyball. Like how much heavy lifting did you do as part of volleyball preparation versus what you're doing now? uh almost none like my my lifting completely changed after moving here and you know meeting pat and being here at hype we used to do a lot of like olympic lifting and you're right like the mentality of the gym i was working in greece and our gym in athens was one of the two biggest facilities in athens like one of the biggest gyms like athletes olympic athletes would train with us like in our gym so it was a really big gym no not a lot of heavy lifting uh everyone was kind of an athlete um in greece we have a lot of levels too it's like even the first league like nba you guys have here we have second league third league fourth league and fifth league so you can still be an athlete but the spectrum is like really is really big uh so yeah not a lot of heavy lifting um I started lifting basically after I came here and I think for the first six months I didn't really know what heavy lifting is like I thought I was lifting heavy and I thought I was moving some weight and of course I'm still like I have a lot more to go but I didn't even I wasn't able to conceptualize what that means and progress in weight and move like we would move weight but just to be in an okay shape for you know for volleyball um especially like especially during the season we would barely do do stuff like I remember I was doing some you know 90 degrees uh squat jumps and stuff like that and that was about it how did your how did your body composition change like what did you be because right right now you don't I mean I mean your your workout partner who I love to death is 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 not a, a typical work, workout part, partner that you would see a woman who looks like you training with, right? I mean, you got to mm-hmm. admit that, right? And that's not, that's, <laughs> not a, that's not a knock to anyone, but it is like, yeah. you guys are the odd couple. Um, but how is your body composition changed? Because I trained with you guys a few weeks ago. I loved it. It was fantastic. How do you feel your body type? Uh, how do you feel that your body has evolved since you've been here uh, doing that type of training? It has changed completely, to be honest. Like, I feel that in a year of just lifting, I do miss my sport, but I feel we were lifting just to be, as I said, good at our sport. But a lot of, you know, my my training would just be on my sport, which will keep you in a good level physically, of course. Um, But I think I'm on the same, I'm just five pounds uh, lighter than I first started training, but my body composition has changed completely. Like it's not, um, I weigh right now 133. It's not the same 133 that I was waiting when I first came, uh, way stronger. I even feel more athletic. Like I went to play beach volleyball last weekend and I was feeling amazing, even though I haven't touched, like, um, I wasn't, haven't been in a court for like more than a year. But I was in it. I was jumping. I was running. I was, uh, you know, I was diving down. It was perfect. So um, I've I've been afraid, like as other females out there. Even though I know as a professional, like trainer, that that's not the case. I was afraid to get bulky. I was afraid to lift heavy. I was afraid because I haven't been doing it for my entire life. Uh, but now seeing the response, like in me, of course, it's it's amazing. And it, and it actually has to be pretty motivating for the people at hype, 
right? Because you've got a great physique on you. You've got a, a really no-nonsense way of training. And I think it must put, it has to put a lot of females at ease who show up to a, a male dominant club. You got to admit that, right? You're going in there and you're seeing uh, trainers like Marcos and, uh, and, and Pat Ethan, and Ethan guys and, who are yeah. like, Ethan's a monster, right? I love Ethan. Um, but you see guys like this. And then, you know, most women, most women would look at that stereotype and say, ah, eh, not really for me. I'm going to go take a bar class. Not saying there's anything wrong with that, or there might be. Um, but, you know, and then I think they, they jump in and they see you training. And that's got to be a big selling point for the, uh, for the facility. I've brought a lot of, like, since I first came here, like, the club has changed uh, completely. Like, I, I brought a lot of female clients in, not only for myself, but a female would come to, like, train for another, with another trainer, but they would, you know, they wouldn't stay. They wouldn't stick with it. But yeah, seeing me or my clients in here and lifting, like all of my clients lift, like all of my girls are going to move weight and we're not just going to do bands and, you know, whatever. Um, it is a big selling point, I feel like it. And to see it with your eyes of like, it's okay and it's a good way and we can all be part of it and all can be a team. Love it, Dick. Yeah. Um, what is... What does your typical client look like? Like if somebody seeks you out, do you have a certain proportion of females versus males? Like I, I really haven't, you know, noticed your physique on your Instagram posts. I'm really there for the information. Um, so love you. Uh, I, I, I can't really <laughs> I comment on that. Like Don, um, Wow. And your running technique. I'm always looking at your running technique. It was the pants. Yes. I'm not saying anything disrespectful. She was wearing the limon pants and we were all commenting on okay. it. Remember? Okay. Right? This is a this is not the no, yes. no disrespect. No, and as a coach, me limon. Limon. Yeah. And as a coach, I have to assess physiques. I'm like the one person I always say, you know, this is out of respect. What are we thinking about here? What are you, what are you consider? What are you trying to improve? I mean, you've got to, you've got to assess people. Sorry, Derek. I mean, you're only assessing running. I, I'm sorry. I'm a stride guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, like body composition is important. Very of important. Course. Very I important. just look at the knees and the ankles. Um, uh, so if somebody comes oh, to good. you, like, do you, do you, do you attract <laughs> a certain type of client or, you know, I'm just curious, like when people come to you, what do they expect? I think uh, I, I have more female clientele and uh, they expect to, you know, get my body. Uh, and that is the reality. And they, they want like, that's like, usually women either love me or hate me after they get to know me, they love me because they, they can tell that I'm not an obnoxious, like uh, mm -hmm. everyone expects just by looking at me that I'm going to be, you know, obnoxious and whatever. But after they talk to me, they, they see like I'm a kind of a bro and we can chill and talk. Um, yeah, I have a lot of cli female clients that actually want to, you know, have what I have and guide them through, you know, my process mm -hmm. so they can have the body that they want. Recently, I've gained a couple of like male clients as well on their 30s, um, athletic uh, dudes that want to become more athletic and you know change their body composition so I feel like I attract the clientele that kind of looks like me or, or wants to look like me um 30 to 30 30 to 36 I would say that's my 28 36 that's my clientele for now at least I'm I'm, I'm sure that this will change um as no, I, I grow and I think you and Pat complement each other nicely because I think you both bring a dynamic to the table. I think like, you know, I look at everything from a marketing standpoint also besides training. Yeah. 
And it's, it's actually like a perfect fit. I think, you know, you, you bring one element to the table for Pat and he brings one element to the table for you. And you kind of see that crossover and then you actually see something that's always been there. And that's that mm-hmm. you're both dynamic coaches. You know, sometimes, unfortunately, men will look at a woman, unfortunately, and say, oh, I can't train with her. And a woman will look like at a guy and say, I don't want to be that big. But right now, I think when you start seeing you know, uh, two people train together that become a bit interchangeable. I think that only helps your business out. I think there's absolutely no downside, but can you go into your training methodology a bit? And when you bring someone into a facility, a client, a, 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 a male or female is listening to this right now, what is the process that you like to walk them through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, before I go into that, I would just comment that I feel that Pat's training has changed a lot since we started working out together. Like, he, he was an athlete and he used to be like very athletic, but after we both like started working together, we went out, we played some like, you know, football. I tried to teach him a little bit of volleyball, but I feel that after we started training together, he kind of missed his athletic element. Like he, uh, so we shifted more like even what we're doing now, it's called athletic weapon. So he kind of, I feel that he kind of, even though he's never said it, but that's what, you know, our training shows that he wanted to go back to like find his athletic uh his athleticism in general and um actually his training has changed completely of just only lifting like we did the sprinting program last summer and we're going to do it again this summer we're doing jumps now in the gym where the first like eight months that i knew him he was just deadlifting, squatting and bench pressing um so i feel that we do complement each other and i brought an element that he had he brought an element to me like strength training that I was really interested into getting into. Uh, and we have this, this good combo. Um, as of uh, my process and our process, like we're going to do the client that comes in, you know, just to talk in the beginning to start to get to know them a little bit, get to know about their past, um, get to know what their goals are. And then we're going to go into just a basic table test. I'm usually looking to see if we have any major, you know, lack in range of motion. And I'm going to put them through, you know, we call it a full body workout so they can still get a workout in. But what I'm doing, I'm just assessing movements. Um, We don't use like an FMS or something like that to begin with. I'm going to put them through the basic patterns, um, a knee dominant, a hip dominant, and horizontal push, the horizontal pull, vertical push, vertical pull, like all the patterns that I would like to see and try to assess if we have like any major difficulties there. And then I think at the end, kind of combining, you know, what's your goal, what you're telling me you want, what I saw, um, and what the program is going to look like. Smart. Derek, what, what is your, you know, we, we've never talked about this. What is your process when someone's coming in the uh... I, 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 again, I try to keep it as simple as possible, probably like you guys is, uh, cause if somebody's coming to see me, usually it's, they want me to help them run faster. So I just say, Hey, go warm up, uh, do a couple runs. And then I just watch them. Like I just kind of watch their, what they do. And then I don't want to be redundant. So if there's something that there's missing, they're missing, then I can add that in. But usually if I watch somebody run after they've warmed up, I can usually pick out what, what I need to work on. Um, because it is that specific. So I, you know, that's, that's usually what I do warm up, do a couple of runs and then let's talk. And then I usually bring them back to something technical first. Um, right. So. Right. I mean, that, I think that screening process is imperative no matter what it is. 
you know, you have to assess and, and you have to gain some data. Um, I'm always curious to think now because so many of us, so many good coaches do it. You know, what percentage of coaches out there aren't doing it? Like just are like bringing people in and like, all right, let's start, you know, hammering the squat or hammering the, the, the bench press. I think it's always a, it's almost an interesting figure that I would like to hear. What's your, what's your guys guess on that? What percentage of, of trainers just do what they do and then don't? Oh, I probably assume like at least 75%. Yeah, I was about to say 80 percent. I'd probably say yeah, at least, I swear to probably even more. I'd probably say 85. Yeah, probably 85, 85, 90. Or, or they might do an assessment just for show and they Checklist don't really, stuff. Yeah, and they're not yeah. really assessing. Yeah. Like we did back at, um, I respected club that I used to work for like a month because I couldn't stand them. Uh, but we did the FMS and then for for how they used it is like that doesn't tell me anything of what I want to do. I believe that there's even a bigger disconnect with like coaches that actually do some kind of a screening process, but then what they're actually creating as a program is like, I don't even understand. I feel that there's where is a big disconnect as well. Like some coaches don't even do a screening <laughs> or some do, but then you see the program and I'm like, how is this a result of what you saw? Like I, this is, what I'm always curious about. You know, it was funny because we used to do we used to do an FMS at my club, um, but it was more just kind of pick out red flags. I mean, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, the the goal was never to see. Uh, you know, we weren't hoping that people were hurt, but the goal was to find that if there was something negative, that we had to put him in front of Charlie Weingroff and, and his team, and uh, then they would go into an SFMA, etc. But even after those specific screenings. Um, and I think it was really intelligent what you, what you said about the, about the warm up. You know, you, you're, you're assessing movement patterns, you know, while going through your know, squat, hinge, push, pull, core, you know, and, and you're sitting there and you're almost running them through a full, you know, a full body workout to pretty much see if there's any additional red flags that <clears throat> maybe you didn't see on that screen. You know, maybe just how about from a work capacity standpoint? You're getting someone through, I was warming someone up the other day. Um, it was actually the, the, um, uh, uh, Actually, I, I, I can't say, but um, someone that's very close to me, and um, I mean, he was going through the warm up and just dumping sweat. I mean, literally, like we we were like on glute bridges, and it was the second movement, and he's literally like sweats coming off his head, and I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, how you feel? <laughs> I'm like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, no, I I just sweat a lot, and I'm like, okay, but then there's there's immediately like that's part of the screen, right? It can't just be touch your toes or squat or let's see how you're moving, like you know, it's, it's pretty dangerous if someone's vomiting, you know, five or 10 minutes into a workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a client recently, like a kid, he's like 21 years old. We do a little bit of, you know, uh, full range of motion in everything looks good. He's ready to go. We do a set of the leg press one set, not pushing him. It's our first set. I'm going really low on weight. I move him to the chest press to the Kaiser and he's feeling dizzy. He's feeling that he's overworked already. And, you know, that's, that's a sign as well. Like he's really, really deconditioned, more deconditioned than he said, or that I saw in the, in the beginning five minutes, like his second set in, he's done systemically, like he's crushed. Um, how so, did yeah, he deal he, with that? How did, how did he deal with that? Did he feel defeated or was he like, okay, um, no, I got to work on this? 
he did feel defeated. Like I gave him a, a protein shake or we got a talk. I tried to, at the end, we did a couple more sets. Um, he's still working with us. Like he did, but he did have to go through like a rough patch in the beginning because I think he didn't even know how deconditioned he was, right. but hasn't been moving for a year now. You know, this whole thing, pandemic and playing video games at home and he's 21. I wanted to punch him, you know, right, right, <laughs> like, right, right. No. come on, man. It, it, it gets uh, Derek. Sorry. Oh no, no. I mean, I, I thought you would, yeah, start shit talking him. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was gonna say, like, how much? Uh, I mean, the uh, gym is called hype. How much hype and how much enthusiasm do you bring to your brand of training? Like, you know, obviously you want to make sure that they get the right type of training. But you know, Don always talks about like sort of the entertainment business as well as part of training. How much of that do you think is important and how much do you bring? Uh, I feel that is, uh, we're talking about it in Clubhouse, I remember. I feel that it is part of my personality as well. Like um, I'm a hugger, I'm a very outgoing person. So it, it is a big part of my training and I believe it is a big part of training unless um, at least for personal training, like I can see into something that you do, Derek, like you see someone very, or a PT, uh, that you don't really like have to have that, but I believe in, I mean, you have it anyway, but in personal training, yeah, entertainment and, you know, bringing your personality to the table is really important. My client actually that I had today, he was like, if I didn't like hanging out with you, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't work with you. That's what he told me today. And I was like, okay, cool. I like hanging out with you too. So I think that's, that's a very big part, like just people liking being around us and with us and kind of being our friends and us being their friends. And then you build that trust and you build that uh, trust for the process as well. And I think this is how you're going to get better results. No matter if I write the smartest program in the whole wide world, uh, if the person doesn't trust me or doesn't like me as a person and wants to spend three hours of his week with me, uh, it, it will not matter. I think, I don't know what your opinion is guys on that. Do you see, uh, well, I was just about to ask you, I mean, I think it really comes down to Derek and Kate. Do you, do you guys think you can teach that element of coaching? It's very, I mean, we could turn around right now and bring a Harvard grad into the room and hand them any manual and they'll probably absorb a lot of it. Right. And they'll be able to go take a written exam and do really well on it. How are you delivering that content? Coaching is something that I don't think, I don't know if you can, like, I always say, like, are they a good trainer? Or are they a good coach? Or are they both, right? Like, it's two different things, right? So do you think you can teach coaching? Uh, I think it's hard, but I think, uh, I think I let, you know, if the person does want to change, it does want to learn, um, they will do it. I, I remember myself when I first started coaching back in Greece, like I was, you know, less uh, confident. I would talk like, you know, way smoother. Um, and you can definitely grow um, and become better if you want to. But at the same time, it is part of your personality as well. Like I've seen a lot of coaches that are very smart, but don't do well. And I literally see everyday coaches that, you know, they're not as good as they're in their training. But they're smooth talkers. They are funny. They are, you know, they're always happy. They're always upbeat. They will always have something nice to say. And their clientele follows them around everywhere. Mm. Derek? Yeah, I, I, I don't think coaches are necessarily the best people to teach that. 
like I think you have to have other experiences and I always think of um your friend um uh, uh Mark Fisher and you know like yeah. his background and 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 you know if you come from a background of like theater and acting and all that <laughs> it's a huge difference maker for for people and how you connect with people and how you deal with them so I I, I usually advise people to take courses and other things like take an acting course or uh, take some sort of, uh, you know, course on how to communicate. And, uh, but I don't think it's, we're not necessarily good in our industry at, at developing that side. Right. Yeah. I used to have, um, I used to have my trainers take uh, the public speaking course. Right. So they would That's go, like, awesome. at the time it was Tom, like Tom Plummer is a friend of mine. So he would invite them in and they would, um, it was interesting. I actually went and took it a couple of times with some coaches and, um, kind of, I think I spoke for Tom a couple of times at those things, but he, um, it was really interesting if you'd never have had that, that visual feedback. So one drill that Tom did that I think was remarkable was, uh, he'd have a room of like 30 people set up. It was all, you know, coaches or business people, whoever was taking this, this course. And he would have you stand up and he would have you present some sort of a topic and he'd be filming you the whole time. And then he would turn around and he would put the video up on the screen and he would have the whole room of 29, of 29, 30 people critique what it was you were doing. I mean, from the moment you were walking in the room. So he would make you walk into the room like it was a wedding. Like you're walking in a room with a group full of people sitting there and he'd make you walk to the front and you'd see certain people just like hands in their pocket, get nervous, um, body language. And you would immediately start watching this video and you'd be trying to pick apart this person, which it seems sad, but it was all, I mean, we all, we, we all did it. So it was all something where, you know, you're getting free shots at someone, but I think you were expecting the same in return. And man, was that, was that beneficial when you start seeing yourself on camera and you start hearing how many times you're saying, um, 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 or, or twitching or, 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 or shifting, or you're you know, how are your hands moving? You know, you start assessing and it's like anything else. It's like, we use these visuals, Derek, to watch our sprinting mechanics, right? We use these visuals. I mean, how many times have I set my camera up and watched, you know, a squat or a deadlift or a specific movement? I still do it all the time to this day. I just like that feedback. Why don't we do it in those situations? And I think that's an element of coaching that, you know, if you are taking a course and it's funny, I always see people ask me, what are the best courses? I'm like, uh, like, you know, like, you know, I, it's, it's such a loaded question, but I don't know why they don't offer that element in these courses, that feedback, right? Like, like listening to how you deliver a message, listen to how you're, you know, you're, you're going through a screening process with someone, what questions are you asking? Right. This is your, this is your initial, like, this is your initial investment. This is the foundation you're laying down that first session. Kate, you, you said it earlier, like, luckily that person came back. Sometimes you only get it one time, right? Yet we're never addressing it. Dave? I, yeah. I, um, when I was uh, working at the university, I, I had an intern group and I would always bring in somebody to teach them how to do presentations and just, just exactly what you said the best way to do that is to put them on the spot and make them practice. And so that's what we did. And then everybody got to offer a comment. And I think the way they did it was we want you to offer a comment, a positive comment about that person presentation. And so he had a way of doing it, but it was very effective. And all the people that worked for me eventually became very good at presenting. So I think that's, that's something you have to kind of step outside of the industry a bit and, and get somebody to help. 
I mm-hmm. like that. I think I think yeah. it is. It is very important. Like I, I'm trying to remember, like in school, um, like my first degree is in education, and we had a lot of like psychology. Um, you know, um, we had a lot of psychology to learn there, um, but and we had a lot of teaching also, like uh, learning how to present. Like you would, you know, do math, but then you had another class which was called, you know, teach math. Uh, so I think that would be really, really interesting to be applied in, in our field as well. Like, yeah, we know anatomy and we know physiology, but okay, then how do you teach that? How do you get your message across? And, um, yeah, I do believe it's really, really important. And that's how you, you get, you, you can tell a good coach from a bad coach as well. Like not only from their personability, but how good they are to deliver their message. Like, this is why Derek is amazing at you, Dawn, and Pat is like you guys know so many things, but you're also amazing in delivering those things. It's not that you only have the information in your own head, but they come across in a way that everyone can understand. Or you're gonna change it depending on you know who you have across, which I think is very very important. Like when when I hear Pat talking to the client, and when I hear you know Pat talking to me about the same sad subject, is like a different person talking. And I think it's it's very important. Pat, Pat Pat's also evolved a lot. It's been it, it, it's been fun as a as a friend, and you know you definitely become fans of specific coaches out there. I mean, you want to you know you, you start learning from specific people like Derek. Like I can't tell you how much stuff I've learned and absorbed from Derek. But you, but when you when you're up there and you hear them talking or addressing people at courses. You know, you're almost in a way, you know, you become a bit of a fan, you become a little bit enamored of, of what they know in specific areas of what you don't know. And I think that's the beauty of this. And I think that's part of what makes a good coach. Are you trying to be the jack of all trades? Or are you always trying to learn and, and develop your own craft, no matter, you know, where your career is going? And it seems like you have that. And it seems like that um, over at, at Hype, you're um, exposed to a lot of that. Um, are there coaches over there? I'm just curious that you feel like you've really learned a lot from. I mean, Pat would probably be the the, the biggest influence on you, correct? Yes, uh, Pat is definitely the biggest influence. And Ethan is also a great coach um, that I've learned a lot from. And also, like, we have a couple of trainers that I was closer to in the beginning, like in my first steps. Um, I don't know if you've met Seth or Hector or Jason. Like, those guys were in our initial crew. Um and I've learned a lot just by looking at them and how they coach their clients. Because in the beginning, I was, you know, uh, I do speak good English, but it's not my first language. So it was very hard for me. I was petrified to begin with to, I couldn't let my personality out in the beginning because I had to think and translate from Greek to English, everything I was doing. So it did help me a lot to just watch those guys and listen to how they were cueing, how they were talking, how they were talking to their clients too. Uh, and kind of get the vibe of New York and, you know, how we do things here. So, yeah, we I think we have a solid crew here that has helped me a lot to, you know, become who I am. And it never stops. Like, I feel right. that I know nothing right now. Like, I feel that I have so much to learn. Um, and it's a process, but it's really like it wakes me up every morning uh, to wake up, go to my next booking audible, listen, walk here watch everybody train 
even today we trained with Pat. We talked about like we do, uh, Derek, your rotation on my throws that we did in the summer and we still have them in our program. And he gave me one cue. Like I learned something new today and we've been doing this thing for over a year. So every single day, like I, I learn and I hope I teach something as well. You know, I, I give something back. D, that's, that's the one element that I've had to kind of step up since I haven't been in the city. Because when you're at, you know, a spot every day, you're constantly being exposed to great people and you're constantly learning. Or uh, for 10 years of my life, I'd walk into Charlie Weingroff's office twice a week and I would sit with him for an hour. Right. And just having exposure, you know, even we were talking about our friend Chris Wykus the other day or Cody Benz or or even when I'd see Pat or, 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 you know, you 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 sit down and it's just interesting to get a different perspective, because at the end of the day, there's so many things that work. But it's interesting to hear, you know, one person's queuing out with the knees. One person's allowing the, the, uh, the arches to collapse. Well, why? And you're sitting there going, wow, that's really interesting. I don't know if it's correct, but that's really interesting. And you start putting together all these different, you know, signals and these bits of information. And I feel like as a coach, that's what enables you to get better and better. So it's definitely been more difficult for me. I'm, I'm still doing it, but I feel like I have to reach out to people a lot more or I am jumping on a plane. I'm meeting my buddy, Jordan Shallow, the muscle doc. You know, I see him a lot and I'm, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm picking his brain and learning from him. And then I'm following some power lifters around and I'm listening. My buddy, Marcus Leone just totaled the other day. I want to say about 20, almost 2,300 pounds. You know, I mean, he let off with uh, a 782 squat, 782 deadlift is a lead off set. So, you know, you start listening to people who are creating tension like that, able to go in and, and, and find things out. And every week I'm looking at him and he's like, PR, 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 PR. And you're like, damn, like, this is, this is fun. You know, and he's not even a coach. He's a real estate guy, but you start, you start following people around like this. And I think, Kate, that's what I'm smiling and listening to you right now, because you know, it's, it's like, you're this sponge right now and you're just trying to take it all in. And that's part, Derek, that's part of the excitement of coaching, right? It's not just delivering the message, but it's learning. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Every time you go out and train somebody. That's Pat in the background. Is that Pat in the background? Yeah, probably. I'm probably. hearing someone yell. <laughs> Sorry, Derek, go ahead. It's okay. Yeah, no, it's, um, going out there and just uh, every time I train somebody, I kind of pick something up and I kind of reflect on what I'm doing. So whether it's training somebody or talking to somebody about training, you, I think you have to do that as frequently as possible, right? Otherwise you're in a vacuum. So right. the question I have for Kate is, uh, let's be honest, you're not going to look like this forever, but, uh, <laughs> but what, what's, what's your sort of career plan? Like, do you have a plan around, like, obviously you're in a great spot now, you're learning, you're developing your brand and all that in 10 years, um, where do you see yourself within the industry? And are you going to be uh, leading? Are you going to have your own facility? Are you going to be uh, mentoring people? What do you, what, what have you looked at? So I think those are my thoughts exactly for like the past week, because I feel that now I'm in a spot that, you know, I've, um, things are starting to be more calm and I've established like who I am here and I've built my clientele um, with the city coming back, you know, um, I think now that's exactly what I've been thinking the past week. Like now I'm settled, you know, I have my job, I have my clients, I have my apartment. 
now what's the next step? Um, and we were talking with uh, Eugene Teal, the guy from Australia. Uh, I don't know if you know him. Like the, he does a lot of things on Instagram and everything. And he was talking about an exit strategy. And he was uh, basically talking to me and Pat about like, what's your next step? Like you're here right now, but what's your exit strategy? I think I'm thinking of everything right now. I would love to have my own facility. Um, I love teaching though a lot, like as a, because my master's in special education. So back in Greece, I would both coach people back. I had uh, first graders and kids with special needs that I would teach throughout my day. So I love teaching. I, I really do. So I hope one day I can, I can do that as well. Kind of have my own facility, but again, either mentor or some kind of, you know, teaching being part of it for sure. Well, listen, you're on your way. I mean, Derek and I have been doing this a long time and we, uh, we love and respect what you're doing. We love the crew you're around. Um, it's interesting with that exit strategy sometimes, because if I was to look at my path from 1999 till now, it would be one big scribbly line with a lot of big U-turns and, you know, it's never this trajectory and it, it gets, um, I think people get confused out there because you start listening to a lot of these self-help gurus and they're like, you know, you start at the finish and they, and they say all these things that are like, they sound really good. But at the end of the day, if you look back into their path, it was never, it never went that way. Like there's a lot of luck involved. There's a lot of redirection. God, I, I opened a golf fitness training facility and I ended up training superheroes for movie roles. I mean, that's a complete 180, but you go with it sometimes. Um, so just listen, keep your, keep your head to the, to, the, to, the, to the grindstone, keep learning from people, keep being a great person like you are, surrounding yourself with great people. And it, it's definitely going to happen for you. I think Derek would uh, definitely agree with me there. But um, can you let us know, can you let everyone know where they can find you, if they're interested in an athletic weapon, if they're interested in Kate, hearing a little bit more about Kate, what would be the best way to uh, find you on Instagram or, or any of your other handles? Yes. So I think Instagram is the easier way to go about it. Um, I'm there all day. <laughs> so Kate underscore G5, feel free to like DM me here if you want to join either athletic weapon that we do online um, four times a week or train with me in person. Um, I really want to thank you guys. I think it's been it's been amazing to, you know, having this weekly in Clubhouse and in general, like through social media and everything and seeing you, Don, in person. Thank you. I can't wait for Derek to come to New York. I really cannot wait. Uh, I have so many questions for you. Like I keep bombarding him with questions. Um, but it's been amazing connecting with you and just, you know, learning and learning from a marketing perspective as well. You know, our business is not one thing as we've talked about this whole time. It's it's our coaching, it's our training, it's entertainment, it's marketing, it's everything. So, yeah, I feel that I have I have a lot to learn, but I'm, I'm really happy with where I am right now. And I can't wait for, like, everything to grow and the city to come back. Well, it's fantastic. And, and it's, it's the one, uh, it's the place I'm referring all, all my people to right now is, is Hype Gym on 14th Street. And I've been referring, uh, I've been getting, I, I got a bunch of emails this last week. And they go to either Kate or they go to Pat and... Um, I, yes. I trust that they handle them. So guys, just send everyone my, my best over there. Kate, thanks for coming on. I will. Thank you so much for having me. And Derek, book your flight already. Let's go, D. D, come stay with me. You're in. Come on. When's the Derek's barn like going to be done? When's the barn going to be done? Um, barn's going to be done June, July. I definitely plan on inviting um, 
Pat and Kate, and if anyone else from Hype, obviously Marcos and and uh, and uh, Ethan, if any of them want to come back uh, out, by absolutely. But um, I'd love you to be out here for that. That could be fun. I'll bring a camera crew in. We'll Damn. we'll. Oh, and I just found you know what I just decided to add in. I'm adding a 90 foot turf in, Derek. Nice, a little nice. spring turf. So nice. Yeah, be some fun. I'll I'll be there soon, and I, I always get goosebumps when I see Don in person too, Kate. So yeah. I'm not the only one. Okay, right. Kate, I love you. You're you're the best, guys. Thanks a lot. All Thank right. you so much, guys. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye bye. Thanks, Kate. Bye.